magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. It's hour number two of the first day show on 93 WIBC. It is October 1st. Happy birthday, Libras. Denny Smith is a Le- No, no, you're not a Libra. I'm a Gemini. Gemini. Kylan Talley. I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. October. How about the people that know how, we, how everybody is? I mean, do Leos get along with Geminis or Taurus? Or oh, you know somebody. I don't know. Those There's a lot that goes into it. And then what's your moon? What's your sun? Right. What's your my moon is my bottom. Remember? All right, Denny. All right, That's then. Denny's hey, uh, by the way, October. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure where that was going. I you know. jump in quickly. Did you know today is a palindrome? What do you mean? 1001. Oh. What the I, Yeah. <laughs> it just made me happy when I wrote it down this morning. Wow. So I hope it makes you as happy. Well, it makes me happy. <laughs> October is the month when the five-day work week was first sanctioned, just so you know. No really? Kidding. Uh-huh. They used to, you know, farm communities worked sun up to sun down, except Sundays. Almost always they right. would not work Sunday. Harvest moon. We saw it on Friday. Uh, fall is a good time, including October, is a great time to be born if you want to live a long life because more centenarian, centenarians <laughs> are born Easy in the fall months. So if you're born in a fall month, you you're you live longer. You Sounds know the number the number one month for getting married is October. It has become. It used to be June, yeah. and now I was married in October. Were you really? Uh huh. Twenty sixth. It's just like on the car in that movie, uh, Back to the Future. <gasps> you know when he sets the time. It's our it's our wedding day. That's so cool. Is it real? October twenty sixth. That is spooky. Uh, Nineteen eighty five. No way. Yeah. That's for real. pretty cool. I didn't I'm like. I so hated the jealous. movie. That's you so hated the movie, awesome. I'm not a big it's fan all about of the you. Back to the Future shows, oh. movies. Today is National Fire Pup Day, National Pumpkin Spice Day, as Kylan told us <laughs> in the last hour. Uh, it is National Home Baked Cookies Day. I am on day 13 of my Nutrafol, and I still don't have any hair yet. For so, hair? Just so you know, because it is National Hair Day. Terry, your hair is beautiful. Why That's you... awfully nice. It's falling out like crazy. Today's name day celebration goes to Remy or Therese. My name day is October 15th. My name means harvester. Denny, your name day is October 9th. Your name means feaster. Means what? Feaster. You're a harvester and you're like a feaster? Like an Easter? Uh-huh. Like an Easter feaster? Feaster. If you, if you go by Dennis, then that, that name means god of wine. Or oh, wild. I gave up drinking, so. I'm Kylan, not. I'm sorry because when I put your name in, it says sorry, no name yep. day corresponding <laughs> to that name. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to find those little license plates for your car. Or I'll come up, you know. I know. It was awful as a kid growing up. But I know. That's okay. I'll come up with my own. If you'd like to know what your name, uh, what your name day is, the meaning of the name.com is where you find it. So it is a beautiful Sunday afternoon here, and it is 
Oh my goodness, look at the sky. I don't see on Monument not Circle, not a cloud, and it is a gorgeous day for tailgating. But we, the roof is closed. Oh, I was just going to ask you, Kylan, is the roof closed? Yeah. For crying out loud. Jim posted about it yesterday. Oh, he already made the decision yesterday. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why we bothered with that thing that it cost a fortune. Do you do you remember Southside Larry? He used to call into all of our shows on WIBC. Oh, kind of. He said that the reason that they, this was long ago, he predicted that they would not be opening the roof very often because they put the wrong, wrong type of roller bearings in the roof to make it move and that they would give out early Uh-oh. and they couldn't open it as much. He said they just went cheap on the, on oh the bearings. Oh my goodness gracious And he sakes. predicted this 15, <clears throat> 20 years ago. Well, it's ridiculous. Southside Larry. You know, I don't know if it's sad or what the psychology of the roof thing is, but my gosh, we paid a lot of money. We paid a lot of money for that building and I we want the roof open when we have these beautiful days. This is it the second time they haven't opened it. It is. Last last home game they didn't open it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was another perfect day. It was beautiful and I get it puts shadows onto the field and it yeah, might make okay. it a little hot and steamy, but like that's a game. It's part of the beautiful right. weather. Then why did you put the roof in? It's very sad. If that was gonna be concerning. You know what makes me happy though? What's what? That? My boys in blue. Oh, they're her, headed uh, to the playoffs. There, there was She's some so good play there. They were passing well and guys were taking mm-hmm. shots that they did they haven't been they had to decide between passing and shooting. They were shooting they were and it made it. all they had the, the confidence. difference. They won three oh yesterday, so they are headed to the playoffs. Good deal. Good job, Indy 11. Uh, I'm telling you, great. That is great, Kylan. You know, I don't always follow it. You're my my link to Indy 11. So that is great news. Uh, as we mentioned, the Colts are going to take on the Rams at Lucas Oil Stadium. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff. The first 30,000 fans, you're going to get a free, clear Colts fanny pack. Now, that's a great gift. Now, what does that mean? Clear, meaning you have, everybody can yeah, see you what you're carrying? Yeah, you can't take carrying? in a purse anymore. I think you have to have the clear purse or the clear backpack or a very tiny purse. Whatever it is. But anyway, they're going to give you 30,000 of them. Get a free one today. Uh, also, the great Angela Brown is going to be performing the national anthem. I love her version of the national anthem. Now, if I may, I'm about to tell you about the warning. Oh, Kylan, did you have something? Oh, just about Colts. Oh, please stay with well, Colts. Well, it's awesome. Thank you, Anthony Richardson, for being good and coming back. I do want to give a shout out to the kicker, Matt Gay. Wow. He was named the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week on Wednesday. It was how a many great go- game last how week. How many oh field goals gosh. over 50 yards? I don't, was it five? It was four. It was he four? He had four 50-yard field goals last game. It's amazing. That's the first I love kicker him. in NFL history. That's awesome. Wow. Let's Buy his jersey. Buy his jersey. <gasps> Noted. We'll do. I won't do it because I'm like a bad luck when it comes to buying a jersey. Next you're, couple well, weeks later, boom, they're You're wearing T.Y. Hilton's jersey, aren't you? Wasn't he number 13? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, I just, here comes the alert. This All is right. the warning. On October 4th at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time, FEMA plans to work with the Federal Communications Commission to conduct the emergency alert system and the wireless emergency alerts. These are alerts are intended to let you know of potential danger in your area, but at 2.20, you're going to hear the alarm, and then you're going to see that this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency <laughs> Alert System. No action is needed. This is Wednesday the 4th at, at 2.20. 2.20. I'm on a conference call. This will be a hoot. It'll go off. every. I wonder what happens if it shuts your call off. No. I don't know. That's my buddy Jack Scoggins' 18th birthday. Oh, so you're going to call go. him at that time? Oh, I don't call know about that. It's a national emergency. <laughs> well, there won't be a national emergency, but it will be a test, and it will scare you. 
and it, you'll might even wet your pants. But here's the other part of it. There's a lot of talk about there's a man who uh, has been who understands all of this, but he says that this alert might create some kind of bad stuff for domestic violence victim, victims who have a hidden phone that they can use if they find themselves in danger. Now, we know from the Salvation Army Radiothon that, yes, those emergency phones that are given to those that uh, are in situations. If your phone is off, does it still no, come on? No, and that's what he's trying to make, get the word out to those that are are wow. living in a situation like that. Never thought to of To turn it. your phone off at about that 2.20 in the afternoon when those alerts go out or the abuser is going to hear your phone and know you've got the phone. Have you've you got seen a phone. the anti-electronic bags that you can put your iPads in, your computers in, oh, your phones yeah, in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just little pouches, and uh-huh. they're like a Faraday cage, and that they have a, a weaving of metal through it so that no electromagnetics can get in or out. So hopefully those wow. people are smart enough to do that. Gone. Interesting. You never think about people having phones like that. I know it. But uh, anyway, just wanted to let you all know that that's coming up on October 4th. Now, coming up this in just a few minutes, in fact, Pumpkin Picking with Denny. Pumpkin? <laughs> We're going to talk about Pumpkin Picking and also my conversation with cybersecurity expert, expert uh, Nick Sturgeon, because all Sony systems, including PlayStations, have been hacked according to a new ransomware gang. Oh and whether it turns out to be true or not, Nick has some advice about keeping your information safe. But coming up next, it's Pumpkin Picking with Denny Smith on 93 WIBC. 220. 1220. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm thinking, Excuse oh my me. gosh, I missed it. I was back on the security tab when the alerts go off at 220 on the 4th. It is 1220 right now. Beautiful afternoon here on Monument Circle in downtown Indianapolis. Terry Stacy, Kylan Talley, Denny Smith. It's time for Pumpkin Picking with Denny Smith. <laughs> hey, real quick, if you're feeling like pumpkin chucking... You can see our pumpkin chucking video. Terry, Allison, and I did a pumpkin chucking little TikTok for the first day of fall. You can find that on our first day Facebook page, First Day with Terry Stacy. Actually chunking the pumpkins? Well, there was no chunking pumpkin. We were just okay. pumpkin chunking. You know they're doing that up at Sundown Gardens. They've got a launcher that uh, they've, they've made up there, and it's really pretty cool. It's, it's like really rubber bands, fun. like a slingshot for yeah. a little bit. And they've got targets and everything. Oh, my gosh. Beasley's has one. I was out at Tuttle's Pretty the cool. other day last week for the sunflowers. All oh, right. So Kylan, where do you, you would have so loved beautiful. it. You would have, Kylan, you would have looked like a little angel in, in all of those sunflowers. Aww. So where do you think pumpkins came from? You, you mean the history? Yeah, the history. Where they? It's a they, gourd. Yeah, it's, it's from the gourd family, exactly. Uh, where do you think they came from? It's a really interesting story. I don't know. They came Kylan? from... Anything? I have no idea. South America. It was a food huh. staple because they were such great fiber, uh, a good source of vitamin D. And, uh, of course, they were very nutritious, and they, they filled you up. But, in fact, the Indians, uh, when we had the first, you know, Thanksgiving and stuff, yep. what they did, they would carve out the pumpkins, or not pumpkins, they were gourds, and they would bake them with apples and cinnamon and spices, and then they'd put some sort of milk into it it was wonderful to I mean, make a pudding to make a pudding of sorts but then we sort of got america fell in love with pumpkins and now we use them for everything but everybody wants to know how do you pick out a good pumpkin all right number one thing you want to look for is you want to look at the stem the greener the stem the fresher the pumpkin the longer it will the last. longer it will last no so if you get a dried up stem you don't want it. It's like a dried up belly button. You know, you, you know, the, the on a baby, the, we want them <laughs> fresh. You want them green, you know? 
but, dried up belly button. Uh, you know, oh have, my gosh. I just remember when Andy's <laughs> belly button finally <laughs> fell off. It was like the umbilical. I'm thinking, yes, yes, now I can wash his tummy. No. So anyway, if the if the I'm if the so stem upset. comes off, here's the one thing you never want to oh, do. Island. You never want to pick up a pumpkin by the stem. Do you know why? Oh no, because that's how I carry it. Oh no, you should not do that. Carry it like uh, like a baby. Get it under your arms because if you break off the stem, moisture gets into the top there and it'll get moldy and oh, soft and everything. All right, but so if here- you hold it with the stem and it doesn't break off, is that okay? You can still touch it. I was taught not to do that. Don't even touch it. Wow. Well, you can touch it. I mean, but let's don't go, let's go back to that to, belly button as a handle. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's a hand, okay, it's, a, it's a handle that we use to top. But here's the thing: you don't want to break that off, and your pumpkin will just last longer. Okay. All right, so. So how do you pick out a pumpkin? Hold up your thumb. Hold everybody got a thumb? Yeah. All right, it's got a thumbnail. Right. That is your tool to detect pumpkin uh rigidity. You want it you want you want a hard skin on the pumpkin. And the way you check check it is you sort of find a place on the bottom and you push your fingernail in. If you can't push your fingernail in easy, that's good. You want a hard skin pumpkin because they just last longer. Okay. All right. So good. first thing, green stem. Yeah. Okay. Or the greener, the better. A lot of them are going to have early brown stems and that's okay. You want to make sure that the skin is hard. The last thing is you got to get the right pumpkin for the right job. Now, Tara, you showed me, was it a couple of years ago, you showed me these pumpkins that had like warts on them. They had- Oh, the, Pat the, has them. Pat they has have, them. Um, they're, they're peanut. They look like mm-hmm. peanut shells. Yeah, they're weird. Over the outside. Kylan, right? I mean, that, yeah. they grow that way and they think they were called peanut. Yeah, I think they were peanut pumpkins. Well, it pumpkins. looks like pumpkin mm-hmm. acne, but you know, yeah, whatever it is, I love them. there's lots of different things. Those are technically gourds. You know, we, we want to have a gourd, but gourds are good eating too. Did you know that? Yeah. You can cut well, them no, in No, I guess I don't know. You I know they make great birdhouses. All right. So here, I wanted to get to baking, you know, a pumpkin pie. The one thing you want to remember is that pumpkin pie, pumpkins, there are specific varieties that are sweeter than others. Some of them are uh, Old Pam. Uh, there's Cinderella. There's uh, the Make Believe. I think it's called, they're called Make Believes. But they're smaller pumpkins. And what you have to remember is that one pound of pumpkin equals a half a cup of puree. So the way you make a pumpkin pie is you cut your pumpkin in half, you take the stem off, and you put it in a pie pan, and you put aluminum foil over the top of it, and you just put it in the oven, and you cook it for like at 375 for an hour and a half or so. And that softens up the pulp on the inside. When you cut them up, of course, get the seeds out, scrape all that out. But then once you soften it, then you dig that out and you put it in a blender and you make puree. So you need about two cups of puree to make a good pumpkin pie. Terry, I know you go to Myers. You swear that Myers frozen pumpkin pies are the best. I love them. A lot of people still make their own pumpkin pies, but they they buy. It's, it's a it feels daunting. It is. It's to not make oh, a homemade nah, pumpkin nah, pie. It's not at even all. with all the pumpkin pie fillings and everything that are already in cans. You that can you buy can and get. Okay, there's just one extra step. You cut your pie in, or you cut your pumpkin in half, about a two to five pound pumpkin. Dig out the seeds, put it upside down in a pie pan with a little bit of aluminum foil on it, let it cook 375, 400 for about an hour and a half, and then it gets real soft on the inside, you know, sort of yeah. like sort of like squashed is. And then you dig it out with a spoon, put it in the blender, and then you blend it up. That's your puree. There's your puree. Yeah, so You're filling. A, a half a cup per pound. So if you get a four or five pound pumpkin, you got enough for a pie. Pie takes about two cups of puree. 
but here's wow, the Wow, Denny, I'm so impressed with this pumpkin talk. Uh, you said get, I know, get some I research know where, on pumpkins. I know how you would do it, how long. This is fantastic. This is, go, keep going. Okay, so anyway, the, what I want to try is I want to try the way the Indians did it, where they just took the pumpkins, cut them in half, or they did gourds, put in apples and spices and cinnamon, and then some like sweet cream in there, and they just let that cook in the oven or in the fire. They did it in the fire. I think that would taste so good. And you said that is that turned out to be the pudding, like that, a pudding. That's the, that's turned out to be like a pumpkin like pudding. A pudding. But pumpkin that's pudding. what they that's what the Indians shared with the uh, with the settlers when they came over. You know, Plymouth Rock, yeah. first Thanksgiving, right. all that type of stuff. That was one of the things they did. One of the things they Fascinating. did. Fascinating. So okay, what was the first rule on pumpkins, Kylin? Don't carry by the stem. Don't carry it by the stem. And what color, Terry? Do we green, want the stem? We want green, a green, green stem. And then what do we use our fingernail for? To check the dig it into the yeah, pumpkin, dig it in the pumpkin, see how how firm it is. How yeah, right. And we really we don't want to penetrate stick. it too much. Yeah, yeah. Last right. Longer. So last last lesson: How soon do we carve our pumpkins? How many days before Halloween do we want to carve our pumpkins? Huh? Oh, I would. I, would, I don't even this. know. I'm thinking a week. Uh, a week is good. Uh, normally around five days, because after five what? days, with the candle on the inside, yeah. If you go two weeks, it Whoops. starts to get rotten and yeah, the flies start coming in. Unless and stuff. you you unless you put petroleum jelly <laughs> all on the inside of your your uh, pumpkin, and it will supposedly keep the animal keep the icky stuff away. Uh, the, the are you kidding me? The mold, everything. I've never supposedly. Heard that. Also, people say hairspray. How about WD forty, which would catch on fire? Yeah. If I would yeah. think, yeah. But, I would think so. Yeah, but I heard petroleum jelly kind of keeps that. Kind of keeps that, or Vaseline, mm-hmm. kind of keeps that uh, moist and All right, now, and I think it out. should go without saying, when you're picking out your pumpkin, no cracks, no splits, no soft spots. If you can use your thumb, and if you have a th- soft spot, put her down, find another pumpkin, because there's just so much better. And then please don't forget our friends at Oinking Acres in Brownsburg. Uh, that is a place that is... For the baby for pigs. For the pigs, for yeah. the big pigs, those that all have been um, abandoned or no, dropped off at no. this farm. Do they fatten them up to slaughter or oh, are they, are they no, keeping them? No, they're keeping them. They keep them and they and then people adopt them. All right. Maybe farmers might want a, you know, a three-legged pig or I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they're really fond of it. All right. They're uh, wonderful and they quick, love the pumpkins dropped off at their place. The best pumpkins for uh, pumpkin pies called Baby Pam, Autumn Gold, Fairy Tale and Cinderella. The Cinderella ones that I, stuck out to me. Yeah, you loved the Cinderella. Oh, those are the real orange, deepy yep. orange. That's the one yep. you used for I your TikTok. I love that, that you color. Best size, four to five pounds per pie. So that's a pie eaten. That's, that's a pie eaten. That's, that's exactly right. Worth eating. Yeah, remember, it's, cut them in half, get yeah. rid of the seeds, put them in the in the uh, you know oven oven pan. Yeah, roast them. Three seventy five for an hour and a half. Dig it out. Put them in a puree. Mix them with a little bit of cream. Okay, that sounds yeah. fantastic. Hey, I brought you guys persimmon pudding. How do you? Kylan's never had it so before. I'm so excited. Did, yeah, Kylan hasn't had it. Denny, you, I, you had pumpkin. Oh, have you had persimmon we, we pudding grew up before? On, on persimmon pudding. Just love it. it I've wonderful. never had of it. Ne- never had it. Never heard of it. Are you from Very Southern exciting. Indiana or something? Well, I was born in Colorado, from Southern Indiana, so I don't know where that. I don't know where the disconnect Persimmons are was. big time stuff. Oh. Now Terry brought in some persimmons, and we cut open the seeds. You can predict the winter uh, weather conditions with seeds. Terry, we don't have any good news because it was conflicting. Yeah, it was. But we also had a not very ripe persimmon. Yeah. We'll do better next time. Yeah. It's 1229. You're listening to 1230 now. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. It's 1236. Hey, last week, a hacker gang, a hacker 
hacker gang claimed it had breached Sony's security systems and stolen data. And the group called Ransomed VC says that they're going to sell that data to the highest bidder. But Sony has not yet confirmed the breach. At least I can't find out anything. They've not confirmed the breach, but is investigating this claim. Nick Sturgeon is my go-to guy when it comes to cybersecurity. And I asked him what he makes of this story. Unfortunately, this is just another cyber attack and a long list of cyber attacks. Every year, it seems these uh, ransomware attacks just keep growing in size and the amount of records and systems that are being compromised. Nick, do you think any of us worry about these breaches anymore? Because we feel like in this day and age, everybody already has our information at this point. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that we're just getting overly used to these attacks coming out in the news about it. I know personally, I've had my information stolen a number of times, and I'm like, eh, I mean, what are we going to do about it? I mean, as long as it's not going after my money, my information's out there. So what can I really do from a recourse standpoint? And even just the so what factor, okay, they have my information. So what does that really mean for me in my day-to-day? And I think a lot of folks out there feel the same way. If the claims of the breach turn out to be true, and if you own a Sony PlayStation and your information was exposed, what does that mean for the user of that PlayStation? Partly is, does the system that I own, is it going to be operational? You know, because usually in a ransomware attack, they they encrypt certain parts of the system, so you, you can use it just enough to say, hey, okay, you know, this, in this case, ransomed.vc, the group, have ransomed the information, encrypted the information, typically in that you won't be able to get the full functionality out of those systems. But then more so because a lot of kids use these gaming systems. What does that mean for the information about our children that's going to be out there? As you mentioned, this ransomware newcomer, ransomed.vc, started operations just a month ago, according to Cybersecurity Connect. Does that make them any less dangerous? No, and we see that the the individuals that make up these groups may belong to multiple different groups. They'll bounce from one to another, especially as law enforcement gets, you know, one taken down, they scatter and they go form a different group, maybe with uh, the same core individuals, maybe it's with new folks. But no, I think just because they've only been around a month doesn't mean that they're any less dangerous. Sony was hacked in 2011, and that left personal details of the 77 million PlayStation users exposed. But this hack includes all Sony systems. And this group said it is in possession of 6,000 files. But that doesn't sound like a big number, considering Sony probably has millions of files. Yeah, and it depends on what they were able to actually get out of the system. That is... A typical MO of these ransomware groups is they just try to get enough to make it hurt and show that they're serious. But really the the damage here is 
what systems have they encrypted? So the number of files, eh, I mean, and in, in, in this case, they're in the ransomware message. Part of that threat is, hey, we have compromised your systems. We've taken out data. If you don't pay us our ransom, we're going to report this to the regulatory body, in this case, um, GDPR in the European Union. So I think that's part of that just the overall MO of this group to try to get Sony to, to pay the ransom. So we know consoles are a popular gaming platform in the United States. In fact, at least 53% of U.S. households report to owning at least one video game console. So how do you keep your information safe? Yeah, so there are privacy settings um, built into Xbox and Sony. So my suggestion is to go and utilize those privacy settings and set them to the maximum amount of privacy that you can get. Be careful on what information you are storing on those systems, whether it's the credit card information, it's full names. Just because it asks for those particular bits of information doesn't necessarily mean you have to be fully open to what information, personal information you're storing on those systems. And it's just another example, even though we're kind of getting desensitized to these cyber attacks, we need to take them seriously just because your information may be out there from a previous attack. Take the steps, freeze your credit, freeze your kids' credit. You can do that. Um, the state of Indiana has some wonderful resources to help with that. Protect your accounts. Put two-factor on your phones, these devices, your email accounts, your bank accounts. Do those little things, and they may seem like a little bit of an inconvenience, but they do go a long way into stopping these types of things from happening and getting your information out there in these types of attacks. That's my friend Nick Sturgeon, and uh, he always has been able to help me understand what's happening security-wise. And I thought this was a story worth looking at just for a minute because so many people have a Sony PlayStation. Nick is a real guy. He's a uh, retired state police. Mm -hmm. uh, he's currently running for council he in is. Speedway. In what Speedway. a nice guy. He really nice is a good guy, guy family guy, and uh, anyway, always helps me understand a little bit better. So, Nick, thanks for that. And we're going to take a break. Coming up next, food news, food news. with Young Kylan on 93 WIBC. I wouldn't mind if you still show. It is 1248. We're almost out of here, gang. Tick tock. Get ready for Colts. 105 kickoff right down here. It is a beautiful day. Hope you're out and uh, able to enjoy a little bit of it. Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, Kylan Tally, food news, my little angel. First day, food news. <laughs> Yay! With it being Colt Sunday, that means that you can also get some deals potentially tomorrow, dependent on how their field goals go, depending on if they get any points, all of that, which you can stay up to date on First Day with Terry Stacy Facebook page. I'll post all of the deals when they happen for you. <laughs> all right, for your food news, some openings that you should be aware of. Carmel's first Chick-fil-A is now open. Oh, my up goodness. Up off of Michigan Road. Everybody is joyful the when the Chick-fil-A opens. The line goes around the road, around the corner. <laughs> People go crazy. I know it. But it's not open today, obviously. It's Sunday. Sunday. 
The Indie Fresh Market, a new grocery store, opened this week on the east side. Heard about this 38th and Sheridan. Yeah, this is, a, I believe, maybe like a bit of a food desert, I heard, maybe mm-hmm. in this area. Yep. So it's welcomed for sure. Mm-hmm. And it brings fresh produce, which, yeah. as we know, helps with all types of, plenty of benefits. Helps with your health, helps mentally. It'll be just a really good thing for you. For you on the east side. And then, as we mentioned also earlier, Wawa announced that they'll be Wawa. expanding Wawa. by opening one of their locations in Greenwood, but not till 2025, so don't get too excited. They're coming out to the east side, I believe, too, near Greenfield. Oh, I believe yeah. they've got a Wawa coming. People are talking about Wawa. I didn't know, know what it was, but uh, people about have been to. helping us to We're know what Wawa know. is. And why Wawa? What what do you call it? I don't know, but it's ha ha backwards. You know, out in Hancock County, if I may. Oh, Lordy. Here we go. Hancock County stories. Along US 40. Again, you know, I'm watching farm fields disappear. They're yeah. going to build another gas station. They've got a gas station. I'm not sure why we need so many gas stations. For fuel. But but on every corner, I mean, we've got some in Hancock County that are, are just catty corner crossways. It feels like gas stations build across from gas stations. They definitely are. It's like Don't pharmacies. You, you have a Walgreens right. and you have a CVS. What's that about? It's about traffic <laughs> patterns. Come on, guys. What? No. what is that about? But people will still go to the more expensive gas. Yeah, I'll see right. 30 cents cheaper, and people are still at the other yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I, I just well, don't know why we guys. need so many gas stations. Okay, next. Food. You didn't share your story. <laughs> about what? Did you have a story about Wawa? Oh, uh, Wawa is coming out to that area. Oh, okay. I think. In fact, um, if I can figure it right, it's going to be in this area of other, of another one that's being another gas station being built that's across from a gas station that's been there, and so you're going to have now you're going to have three of them right there on the corner. It doesn't matter what I think. I can never win. Please go well, ahead, Kylie. No. Oh, Some come good news. on, good Terry. News. <laughs> good news. Please give more good news. One of our local cideries, Ash and Elm Cider Company, has been nominated by US Today as one of the top 10 best cideries. Cideries? Is it a cidery? Yeah. (gasps) I love cider. That's pretty good. You can go and vote and help them win. Now, are they regular cider or hard cider? Both, Both. I believe. Okay. I believe they have non- I'm having a hankering for cider right now. (laughs) And then the cider slushies are delicious. Love them. Uh, You can vote once per day for your top pick with the ciders until voting ends on Monday, October 16th. So you still have plenty of time to vote. When I voted this morning, they were ranked two out of 20. Oh, good. Across the country. And the name of it again, what's what's the cidery again? What, what's the name Ash of the house? Oh, Ash and Elm. Ash and Elm. Yep. Two trees. And Ash if you've and never Elm. been, you should definitely take a trip over there. It's a pretty cool little cider. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I did see this deal this morning. Eggs at Kroger are 99 cents for 18 eggs. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. Uh, uh, they've yeah. Been yeah. F- they were $4 for a couple of years. I know. 18 for eggs for 19 18 for, for 99, 99 cents. cents. 99 cents. That's a bargain. That's, That's unbelievable. That's till October 3rd, and you have to get the digital coupon for it, or else it's just $1.99, so you save a dollar, but that's 99 cents okay. for 18 eggs. That's a good good food news. I remember when we went crazy for it, Yep. so definitely take a hold of that one. Okay. This Wednesday is National Taco Day. Yay! There will be plenty of deals across the spectrum, <laughs> including Moe's Southwest Grill, Chewy's, I mean, even Long John Silver's has taken part. And probably some other things. I know, right? The fish tacos, right? Oh yeah, they do fish tacos, don't they? They're really pretty good. In my hometown, they always pair with Taco Bell, so you have a Taco Bell and a a Long John Silver's in one restaurant. 
So I just assumed oh, it was something like that. Oh, that's good. But I wish like when we get those two in Thanks, one. Daddy. I wonder if they're owned by the same company. I remember seeing Kentucky yeah, Fried Chicken and Taco Bell together. Yeah, me oh, too, Denny. Maybe, I yeah. don't know. I have no idea. But I'll have all of those deals also listed on the First Day with Terry Stacy Facebook page. So please go follow. Bravo, put your notifications on and check in. And then today... It's National Pumpkin Spice Day. Yes, it is. Uh, Kyla's very happy all right, about that. All right. If you're like Denny, you're probably like Ryan Reynolds. Can I share his reaction for Pumpkin <laughs> Spice? Yeah. With you. There you go. Okay. This is, he runs a, a gin company. It's Aviation Gin. And so he did a commercial for this, and this is how it turned out. It's nearly fall, which means the entire universe will once again be losing its mind for Pumpkin Spice. Not on my watch. Let's make a Negroni. First, take a pumpkin-spiced cinnamon stick and shove it right up your ass. <laughs> then, oh stir. And while stirring, it. we're going to take a moment to ponder why it is that once a year for two or three months, we lose our f***ing mind over pumpkin spice. What the f*** are we doing? Oh my God. So Ryan Reynolds goes crazy over oh, it. God and bless I know you. everyone is a little bit wild over pumpkin spice. Is it true? Oh, man. Oh, man. I've, oh, I've, I admit I have a pumpkin spice, like, fragrance stick in the car. Oh, <laughs> that no. you, you know, that makes your car smell better. But because oh. I, I like the smell of it. Again, I don't need it in all my food. But I do enjoy the smell of the pumpkin spice. Denny doesn't even like candles much. You no, know, yeah. you're not, I'm not a candle guy. No, he's not really fragrancy. Our final thing candles. for first day of food news. All right. Yeah. We always have a tasting every week. And this week, Terry brought in her persimmon pudding. Persimmon pudding. This Delicious. is a 130-year-old oh, recipe that I got in the Indianapolis Star years ago. And it really is so good because... Folks, do you like persimmon pudding? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Did you, Kylan's the first time she had it? This was delicious. You've never had it before, Kyle? No, never. Well, she's oh my from gosh! Colorado. The, the way I, she did it with the whipped cream on top. The whipped cream is beautiful. And it's not the a super. Spices. It's not a super sweet pudding, but it's a hard pudding. It's like a cake pudding. Mm -hmm. Is she really did a wonderful job? Uh, with it, this. It's not so hard. It's not. If I can accomplish it, then it's really not so hard. Really, I mean, it is very full. I think kind of foolproof. You yeah. can really make this pretty quickly and I easily. I was worried about the texture because sometimes I know, I'm not weird. a picky eater, but sometimes the texture is a little rough for me. But this turned out to be a nice, not mushy, but it, yeah. it just was a good. Good bite. It's hard to describe what it, it is. is. It really is. And a persimmon isn't necessarily something that's delicious, but when you create, when you add sugar and sugar and more sugar, then it's going to be okay. But again, this recipe was a, a long, long time tested recipe. And uh, I think, anyway, I'm so glad that you like it because I'm going to enter it in a contest. You really should. <laughs> Good stuff. Good I'm stuff. going to. It was very impressive. Okay. Uh, glad you liked it. Anything else before we let you go? I did hear this week, and maybe you did too, that the Brickyard 400 is going to go back to its roots next year. To an oval. Back to yeah. the oval. Uh, as they celebrate 30 years of racing out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they confirmed Thursday afternoon that that race will return to the two-and-a-half-mile oval course and at IMS. That one was normally the road course. It started out 30 years ago as an oval, and then... And then I can't remember what happened. I don't know if it was COVID They were afraid or... they couldn't get three across passing or four. Yeah. They, it, was, it had to do with the boring race, quite you know. frankly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a long 400 miles. And again, I don't know that... The drivers, are. I understand, are kind of split 50-50. Most of them are pretty excited that it's going to go back to the Oval because of its history. And mm -hmm. they want to win on the Oval at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You but, know, road, course, road courses are pretty intriguing to me, personally. Yeah. And honestly... I think I'm going to go become an F1 racer. 
I've I've become such an F1 fan. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because of that the Netflix of special. Well, I mean, I'm being trained on the Indiana roads. Uh, not by speed, by any yeah. means. But you know how construction zones are having you weave around through the lanes yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I could do pretty good on the road courses. <laughs> you are a motorcyclist. You know they had motorcycle races for a while. I they did, Kylan. They had motorcycles out there at the, oh. at the on the road course. These guys were laying those bikes over at about you a 40 degree angle. It was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the, the the part of the news that I w- wasn't happy so much about is that Indy will, IndyCar will not be here that weekend. They will not Aww. do the doubleheader, which I've loved. I loved having NASCAR and IndyCar together this weekend. Week, this year. And it will be moved to July again, back to July 20th, Saturday, July 20th. That will be the Xfinity Series. And then the 21st, we'll get the Brickyard 400 that Sunday. So there's the latest on that happening out at the track. Is there something going out there today? I feel like there, there's something happening out they've there. They've been running dirt, dirt races Is it dirt? for a while. Well, I don't know if they're running they, them, but they they've been the, t- this weekend. But they've been running those races. Those are pretty cool. They are cool. Yeah. Anyway, they whatever. Had Penske, the captain was out there. He was in, you know, investigating the track. Was he? Yeah, and Doug was on the grader. He loves doing the motor grading <laughs> on that on that dirt. He's pretty cool. Listen, I, thank you, Danny. Thank you, Kylan. So glad you guys and everybody here. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll be back again next week hopefully check out the podcast wibc.com first day with terry stacy enjoy this beautiful weekend 93 wibc